What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Healing in Hindsight. Merry Christmas Eve. As you can see, I was watching. I'm wearing my Dab Santa sweater. Two chains definitely got my money um, when he made them. And I don't think I've bought any other festive gear since. But even if you're not into the whole Santa Claus thing, don't blame you. I get it. Um, still hope you guys are having a good holiday and are ready to enjoy time with your families if you choose to do so. Um, obviously, I hope you do so safely. Um, but today, I really just wanted to take the time to kind of like capitalize on what we talked about last week in regards to, um, you know, spirituality and health. And I felt like because I didn't get to do any type of holiday thing for you guys uh, for Thanksgiving, that with this being Christmas Eve, this would be the perfect time to um, do just that. So on this episode, I really want to just correlate gratitude and how you can use um, gratitude and gratitude exercises to not only put you in a better mood, if you will, um, but to be able to, um, you know, especially as diabetics, when you're stressed, when you're anxious, your numbers shoot up, right? So I really just want to take the time to share the things that I'm grateful for um, and have been grateful for with this year because it's been a year, y'all, <laughs> for sure. Um, but at the same time, like recognize why um, giving thanks and being grateful uh, can also be a helpful tool to just bring you back into a peaceful space. So with that being said, it's the holiday episode, y'all. It's my first one. So I'm, I'm really excited and I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's do it. You are listening to Healing in Hindsight, your no BS source for thriving with diabetes. What's up, guys? I'm Taylor Danielle, and it's my goal to help millennial diabetics like myself live an amazing life without your diagnosis getting in the way. I get it. I was diagnosed back in 2015 with type 2 diabetes, and it was really hard to find people around my age to understand how to travel, socialize, or even have meaningful relationships. But I feel like with a focus on mindset, perspective, and nutrition, together we can take back our health and our lives. Consider this the red table talk, but for diabetics. E minus the entanglement, so. So let's do it. All right, so I want to start with why gratitude can be a useful tool to get you just back into a good headspace and be able to not only um, assist in like helping you de-stress um, so that way your numbers don't start to go crazy, but just in general, um, I feel like gratitude is always something that is easily forgotten sometimes when we get kind of absorbed in just the day-to-day -day grind and everything that we're doing and all of that. So um, something that I have been doing, and it's hard just to be clear, <laughs> you know, it's definitely not something that happens overnight, but uh, I, I challenge everyone to um, really try to power through it and, and do it um, until it becomes a habit. Um, but whatever situation that you're like presently in, like in that moment, 
that is causing you anxiousness or stress, um, start to just in your head recite off in that moment what things in that moment that you could be grateful for, right? So let's say if you, you know, with it being the holidays where uh, may or may not be around family, um, there may or may not be conflict, um, you know, with people choosing to be with their families or maybe not choosing to be with their families during this time while we still have the pandemic going and waiting for uh, vaccinations to be easily available to everybody if uh, you choose to do so. Um, and so it's easy to get in, in scuffles with family, right? So if you get into a miscommunication and you leave the interaction, um, you know, frustrated or whatever, um, start to recite off what you're grateful for, for that person or for that moment, right? And it's interesting how you'll find yourself suddenly back in a place of like calm and whatever the issue was that maybe caused the anxiety or the, you know, frustration in the first place, sometimes just subsides. Um, and it's not even that big of a deal anymore when you think about it. So for example, you know, let's say if I got into, um, a weird thing with my parents, I don't know, I'm just picking on them, um, because I'm not spending Christmas with them this year. You know, I just uh, made the decision to stay home. Um, my partner has to work and it just was going to be a lot, you know, with my two dogs, all that kind of stuff. So just figured it, let this be a Christmas for people to just relax, honestly. Um, we're not really doing gifts like that. Um, and so, you know, if, if my parents and I got into a weird thing, I would immediately say, well, you know, I'm just grateful that I have my parents. I'm grateful that I have a phone to be able to communicate with them. I'm grateful that I'm able to, um, hop on my computer and FaceTime them or video chat them. Uh, I'm grateful that I have the space to go see them if I actually need to, or, you know, for the car that I have, or, you know, just by starting to list those things off, the things that you're upset for just become so small, you know, because then you kind of realize like, oh, you know what? There are folks who don't have their parents right now, you know? Um, there's definitely someone out there in the world who wishes they could pick up the phone or hop on a computer and do a video chat with them. And I'm, I'm upset, you know, or, or, or we're upset with each other about a miscommunication, you know? So I feel like, gratitude in that form of exercise, if you will, is a really great way to just kind of de-stress yourself from the situation. Um, it's not to say that you can't have your feelings, you know, you feel what you feel. Um, but at the point that, you know, those, those very strong feelings like anger, uh, kind of cloud your judgment and, you know, sometimes make you lash out, it can be really hard to come back from sometimes. And so, um, it's just been an exercise that I've been practicing um, you know, just to try and like give myself perspective, if you will, um, because it's really easy when we're, when we're hurt by something to just kind of go down the rabbit hole and be lost into, um, the abyss of, you know, I'm mad or this is making me feel really bad or, or whatever. And, you know, for us as diabetics, um, you know, your blood sugar is on the rise because now your hormones are all out of whack and your stress hormones, you know, trigger um, your insulin hormone, which, you know, again, the blood sugar just starts to rise up. And at the point that we're having to watch for every single thing to not make our blood sugar go up, um, you know, stressing out over something small is definitely one of those things we just we just don't need to add to. Um, 
Something else that, you know, I like to do, and I'm sure plenty of people have been doing, um, but I feel like there's something about it that needs to just be reiterated again, and that is go for a walk. Um, I, I'm a pacer by nature. <laughs> like every time I do a Marco Polo or a video chat, you know, um, with someone like I end up pacing if I'm not sitting at my, my table desk, wherever I decide to set up, but if like it's on my phone, I'm pacing. Um, but you know, if I'm in a, in a weird space, um, sometimes getting outside and just going for a short walk can really, really be helpful and calming. Um, especially now that it's a little bit cooler. I don't know about you guys. I, I like summer. Okay. I hate summer weather <laughs> because, you know, sitting and sweating for no reason is just not something I'm a fan of. I don't like being super hot. I like being warm, but I'm, I mean, I'm a winter kid. I'm born in January and we're talking Texas winter here. So I'm not saying I'm trying to be rolling around in the snow. Although I do like snow that I see on TV. Uh, <laughs> I haven't experienced like real snow. And so for my northerners, don't, 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 uh, don't hate me too bad. Um, I hope to get to experience real snow um, in the next year or so because I would like to move out of Texas. Um, but even so, like I get snow is not everyone's favorite thing. But, you know, California weather is definitely up my speed because it's not too hot. It's not too cold. And it still rains because I do love rain, but I don't like sitting and being hot for no reason. And so melting just for like breathing air is just not my idea of a good time. Um, but if I can, you know, I will step outside and go for a walk. Um, and sometimes, especially when I'm mad, I will, you would think I'm training for a speed walking competition. And there's something about even when I'm speed walking, because it's just like, I'm burning that energy, you know, um, I'm not able to, to channel my energy effectively just yet. And, and what I mean by that is like, there's definitely a lot of different, um, studies and cultures that use those, uh, emotions to try to put into something else. So like, I, I think the, something that I read, it was like, you know, um, uh, channel the energy of anger into passion. Um, channel the energy of uh, arousal or desire into creativity. You know, stuff like that. And so on paper, it sounds nice, but doing it, you know, is obviously the uh, interesting thing to, to tackle. So to me, that's kind of my version of that is that's how I'm channeling that anger is by, you know, going for a walk. And sometimes it might mean, uh, it looks like I'm speed walking for a bit just to burn off, um, that energy. And, you know, it's kind of the same when like, you know, okay, I'm going to go clean something, you know, when I'm at, I just got to clean it, just gotta, you know, scrub everything. Um, because you're just, you're channeling it into something. So, um, get outside, go for a walk, you know, even if you're not necessarily angry, you're sad, or, you know, maybe you're just kind of, um, brain fog is kind of just kicking in and you just can't focus, can't think. Uh, sometimes it's almost like I can't hear myself, you know? So getting outside for a moment away from your environment is a really great way to just decompress in a way. Um, so the third thing that 
I like to do, I'm going to make it like a, a two-part or third thing because it's, it's a creative thing, but there's multiple ways that you can tackle it. Um, and, or, or it surrounds paper, <laughs> I guess. Um, but writing, drawing, or even just, um, randomly doodling or scribbling. It sounds weird, but in a lot of uh, drawing classes, one of your warmups is you're just pulling a big sh sheet of paper or whatever you're using, and you're literally just doing lines and circles and all this kind of stuff, right? Because typically when you're drawing, you're not really drawing from your wrist, you're drawing from your, your elbow, your arm, you know, your arm and your elbow. Um, and so it's supposed to help kind of wind that up. Same thing like with a calligraphy class, it's supposed to kind of help exercise that muscle and, you know, warm your arm up. But I've also found that when I'm, you know, trying to come down from a crazy emotion or something like that, that also helps me calm down um, because then I might put a little bit more pressure on my pen or my pencil or, you know, something like that. And there's just something about that, that it's just like, you know, again, channeling that energy into what I'm doing and there's no need for perfection. There's no need for uh, a, a goal of a picture. I'm just you know, scribbling as hard as I want to, or, or whatever, making whatever shapes that I feel like, because it's something that I can control, you know, and often I feel like when we get stressed out about something or upset about something, it's because something that we were wanting to control or that we thought we had under control got out of control. And so because of that, it's just like, we're spinning out. Um, and this is kind of one of those ways that I feel like I'm, I'm able to physically gain control back. Um, the same thing with writing. Um, I journal every morning and I do my best to, you know, whether it's my dreams or, um, you know, whatever's kind of on my, my heart that day. Um, you know, I journal it out. And if I've had a rough day or a rough moment, I will grab my journal and, and kind of just let it out there. Um, because when I start to read back on whatever it is that I'm writing about, Sometimes I'll find that the situation in and, of, in and of itself, as I'm reading it, especially if I'm in a space where I can read it out loud, like if I'm alone, I'll read it back out loud. And as I'm reading it, sometimes it'll just be like, dang it, he was right. <laughs> or, you know, or dang it, she was right. Or, you know, because it's like you're having this silent dialogue with yourself to help you recognize that it, it isn't even that deep, man. It's, it's so not that deep. Um, so I don't know, but just something of that nature of just getting, um, a pen or pencil in my hand and putting it to paper in some form, whether it be through words or through random shapes. Um, it's again, really helpful to just like channel that energy and make sure that, um, I'm not, moving forward with words or actions that may be something I might regret. So those are my, my three things. Um, I didn't want to do a super long list cause it can be overwhelming, but I think those are three very easy things to implement, um, is, you know, again, immediately thinking of the things that you are grateful for and the moment that the, the, the feeling or the interaction happens um, to help you level down or keep you level-headed, um, going for a quick walk, um, or just getting outside and getting some air in general. And then 
pen and paper and scribble it out or write it out um, are just things that help me stay grounded um, and stay appreciative because it usually levels me out and I can think clearly and be able to um, articulate myself better. Um, so with that, I know that I had mentioned, um, you know, two episodes ago when I came back from just kind of like explaining why I took a break that I was actually struggling with gratitude. Um, so, so the second and third thing were relied on very heavily. Um, and the first tip is, is actually very new to me, which is why I said it first. Um, but I wanted to take the time and speak on the five main things that I'm grateful for. Um, and they're, they're more themes, I will say. Uh, I even went back in my journal because every day I make sure I write, you know, whether it's at least three, but um, I try to write things that I'm grateful for and just kind of let it flow out. And I noticed that there was like some consistent themes that were coming up. So I'd like to share those. Um, and one I did share um, at Thanksgiving with my family um, because I felt like that was the the key thing that I'm grateful for and it just kind of has rippled throughout. So um, what that thing is, might as well start it with it, is I said that I was grateful for failure. And the reason I say that is because I know, you know, you hear all of these phrases that are like, you know, fail faster. And if you're not failing, you're not doing something right and stuff like that. But they're not necessarily saying be thankful for failure, you know, show gratitude to failure. It's just like failing is an avenue to get to the next step or, or to learn from it. But I've, I've, I personally have yet to hear anybody say that they are grateful for failure. So I'm going to say it um, because, you know, this was the year that I turned 30, right? And so people are like, oh, you know, 30 is such a huge new chapter you know you hear everything that about your 20s it's the best years of your life and but then you get to 30 and like you feel really grounded and you feel like you're um you know yourself and you're kind of established and you're in your job and all these things and I'm like yeah that's cool but you know for you know a lot of the 90s kids 30 hit and it was just like shit it's a pandemic <laughs> like any anything that we were doing that was supposed to be this just big you know year 30 aha thing just kind of got a little redirected so i was mad um at first but now i'm really grateful for the failures that have been 2020 for um as crazy as it sounds that like a pandemic has hit us not saying that i wanted the pandemic to happen i'm just recognizing as in the smallest way possible that the pandemic has created not it created might not be the best word it stripped us raw it, it's put us bare naked in so many different ways and the biggest thing that it has done is it has put a mirror up against ourselves up against our country and up against our world. And so with that came the acknowledgement of the mass amount of failures that have taken place from a personal level with myself 
to a national level. And it's not without those failures that we could see opportunities to move forward. Um, now I'll speak from a personal level because something that came from failure was what I'm doing right now, talking to you guys. Um, I started this podcast, you know, during August of this year, and I had been, you know, trying to get healing and hindsight into something four years prior, you know, um, by trying to blog and it just was not working no matter how much I tried to beat my head against it, no matter how many times I've moved the website around, it just wasn't working. And so because of that failure and not really being able to get to a place of being my authentic self, because that's where it started, I kept trying to fake what everybody else was doing out there because I thought people were responding to it and I didn't need those people that were responding to it. I needed my people, you know, to respond to it. Um, so the failure of that led me here. Um, and in the midst of that, you know, the failure of not putting in time and effort with myself led to my breakdown, if you will, um, a couple weeks ago, because I tried to throw myself completely into the show and to keep myself busy and signed up for every course class thing you could probably count. Um, and I still ain't through all of them. Right. But it was because of that, that my body was just like, mm -mm, time to sit down. And I am now at a place of understanding of like, okay, everything that I was doing for myself completely separate from the show was just not working. You know, I've gotten my eating to a decent place. I was taking my meds. I was getting, you know, good numbers. I lowered my A1C. But I wasn't really taking care of myself. I wasn't taking care of my mind. I wasn't taking care of my spirit. And I was doing some things with my body right, but there was more that I could do for my body. And I think it required me to acknowledge that I needed to do it from a place of internal love and not vanity. You know, I was trying to get in the gym because it's like, okay, I'm going to come out of this pandemic fine. I'm still fine. I recognize that, but you know, you have visions. I, I have a whole photo album on my phone of my ideal body type and all these things. And I'm just like, I gotta, I gotta delete that shit ASAP because it is just not serving me anymore. I, I want to go back to the gym now for strength. Cause I feel genuinely weak, <laughs> you know? And like, I used to be able to do and feel things and my flexibility is off and I'm I know everybody says you hit 30 and all these things were aches and pains and back. I'm like, my knee and my back has been a thing since before 30, since before 25. So I recognize that now that even adding more years of not moving, um, I need to move. I need to, to keep, you know, my blood circulating and all these things, especially as a diabetic and, you know, wanting to make sure that I am helping my organs uh, heal themselves versus hindering them by keeping excess weight on that doesn't serve it, you know? Um, so failure is something I'm really appreciative and grateful for because it has brought me, you know, face first in front of myself and having to realize the things that I need to um, work on and be able to 
do better at with myself because how could I get in front of you guys and say anything and ask you to try anything or do anything if I am not walking in that and being the example of that. And I used to, um, you know, when I was a manager uh, at a previous role, I used to tell my agents that all the time, like, be the example. Now I'm looking at myself like self, be the example, you know, like (laughs) you don't, uh, don't sit there and, and expect people to listen to you if you can't even be, you know, the one who is um, able to, to show that you can do it too. Um, okay. So the second thing that I'm grateful for is my circle of support. Um, my parents, my sister, my partner, my friends, um, you know, I am truly blessed to have a circle that through all of this have, you know, been really supportive in, in all avenues of what I've been doing. Um, and I think, you know, in the midst of quarantine and things like that, we've realized, at least I've realized how deep that circle is. And I've also realized, you know, the people that who I absolutely love and adore, but we're not always going to be, we're not the up, uh, um, uh, up under each other friends, you know, where like, if I don't hear from you every day, I'm gonna be upset. You know what I mean? Like we, like I have, you know, um, within my circle friends that like, when we, when we're together or when we're, you know, FaceTime and Zoom and whatever, like it's good. But if we're in our corners, heads down, grinding, like that's cool too. And nobody's taking that personally, you know? Um, And I feel like, you know, that's something with quarantine that has really amplified is connection, but also boundaries in that if I need time to recharge and be quiet, like I need time to recharge and be quiet. And I don't feel like sometimes just as a society in general, we respect that. You know, we, we've kind of sometimes fallen into this instant gratification with the technology that we've created that people need to be instantly gratifying that you exist. And for me, I'm totally okay if somebody doesn't get back to me, um, you know, when, if I text them something or if I give them a call or if I send them a Marco Polo because we have lives and we have our own things that we're dealing with. And so for me to be upset that you didn't respond to my, how are you doing today? Or I sent you this funny meme or whatever, like, that's stupid. You know, I think the only exception is like, yo, this is kind of time sensitive. Like, please get back to me as soon as possible. But, you know, that's the language that you use if you really need that. But attachments are no longer really this vain thing with my family and my circle you know we 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 have definitely all made efforts to do better to communicate with each other um but we also respect each other's space so I am extremely grateful for the people in my life and I'm constantly meeting new people don't get me wrong despite everything that's going on I've met some amazing souls online and I'm I'm grateful for them too um but there's just something about there's just really something about, you know, my family and my friends who have really just shown me um, how much I can really lean on them if I need them. Um, third thing is really simple. I, I At least I feel it's simple. Um, 
but my my apartment. And yes, because I'm grateful to have a roof over my head. There are plenty of people who um, don't, um, you know, before the pandemic, during and after, um, you know, there are people who don't get to say that they have a roof over their head. But mine is going to be it's it's a little different. Um, so, you know, in the episode that I talk about everything that's been going on with me, I told y'all how I had to move here, um, right before I turned 30, uh, right before all the lockdown stuff, because a situation at my dream apartment, um, came up that toyed with my finances, made my rent situation end up in a just crazy snafu and required me to downsize right but in the time that I moved here and you know tried to just get back to a sense of normalcy and then the pandemic hit and everything shut down and trying to find another job whatever I never took the time to really just like bless my house and appreciate my house um you know I really like how on Marie Kondo's show you know how when she would go to people's homes she said you know before I start any job I just, you know, kind of get on the floor and I just thank the home, you know, and I know, you know, people may feel differently about like, you know, inanimate objects having feelings or things like that. But I I am one of those people that believe that homes and where you reside can really take on the energy and memories of people. And I was still kind of swirling in this like feeling that like I, I escaped to, you know, this almost refugee camp like thing, not to, you know, make it sound that extreme. It's just what came in my head. So, you know, don't shoot me. (laughs) But, um, that's what it felt like. It felt like I, you know, this became my, my refuge, not my home, you know, not my, my sanctuary, my place to really relax. It's just like, this is the only choice that I really had. I didn't have time to really go shop around for a new apartment. You know what I mean? This was what was immediately available and worked with the timeline. I just had to take it. Um, And so when I came to that realization and and trying to bring myself back and, you know, show some humility and and showing gratitude, I finally blessed my home. You know, I, I did a full saging and energy clearing and I just went around the house and I just said thank you to every single room and then I ended up back in my living room and I just kind of sat there and I was just like thank you thank you this is my sanctuary because yes you know especially me because I'm very nomadic sometimes I'll end up from apartment to apartment every year but this is like the first time that I have you know like I have all this decorative stuff a few years ago and you know I would have all of these uh stuff on Pinterest and I'm you know trying to emulate and you know but I have furniture and I have like my house looks nice you know like it it looks nice and I'm grateful for that because I've never had that before you know I was always so busy in and out or just so disconnected from everything that I'm just laying there watching TV and you know, in my 20s, it was just like, when's the next best time to be out, (laughs) you know, so it's just like, this has truly been transformed into my home. 
And especially with the recent rearrangement, I really feel like there's a flow here. Um, I really feel like I spend equal amounts of time in each space. You know, for a while, it felt like I was just holed up in my room because I would record in there. I would game in there. I would do everything in there. I never spent any time in my dining area or my living room. Um, or if I was just going through some stuff, like I would just live on the couch for a week and I wouldn't really go in my room. But now it really feels like my home and my space. And although I know it won't be forever, I am very much grateful that I have it because it is, it is something I've never really experienced before. This is truly all mine. Um, so that leads me to my fourth thing. And um, this goes out to all the fur parents out there, but my dogs. And I'm tr- I said that kind of quietly because they're like in the back closet right now. Um, there's air, y'all. Like, but it's just, they're very loud. <laughs> and so um, trying to not have them barking in y'all's ears uh, like that other episode. Um, but essentially, they have really been just absolute troopers. And especially my oldest dog, um, which she's the first that I've raised from a puppy, um, she's really in tune with my emotions. And, you know, when I was really feeling low or just super sad about something, like, it's just like she knew and she would just crawl up to me and she would just lay with me. And I don't know, I don't, I, I, you know, if, if you're not a pet owner, if you've never really just been into animals, there's just something about the energy exchange there um, that is really calming. Um, and I love pets. I really do. Like I, I, um, if I had the space, I would have more to be quite honest. I wouldn't mind having a cat if I could just hire somebody to make sure that they train this cat to not be on my counters and my tables. I've had roommates that have had cats and I've enjoyed them except for when they would climb on top of my desk and knock random things off. I got house plants and all the videos of I, that I see of like cats climbing up and, you know, chewing on them or tearing them down. Ooh, no, someone would have to, uh, someone would have to die. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like I just, I, I've always kind of had this, this thing with animals and I've always loved, um, shows and movies and stuff where like there was always this you know um animal that was always with the main character and guiding them and even better if it was like they had superpowers and and stuff like that but um you know my dogs have really just brought me a lot of comfort um because you know I, I do live alone and so um I personally feel like for myself that if if I didn't have my dogs, it would probably I'd probably be in a way different space because they really just know how to cheer me up and bring me to a place of peace. So um, final thing, and then I will shut up and get out your hair and let you enjoy your Christmas Eve. Um, but I am just truly grateful for being able to get in front of you guys and just share myself. Um, I know that sounds kind of like cheesy and it's like, um, you know, you're just saying that like, no, I'm, I'm really not like, you know, I don't have crazy Instagram followers. I don't have this huge, 
you know, listening fan base. And I'm totally okay with that. You know, there was a point where I was, you know, like, I need to, to be hitting all these numbers and doing all these things. And it's not that I don't want to get to a place where I can really reach the masses and help people, but I'm, I, I'm really enjoying this very slow growing intimate process because it feels like I'm just getting to know people better. It feels like it's giving me the opportunity to really make sure that I'm checking in with myself and being myself every time I do this. Um, because, you know, again, I tried to fake it and I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to do that at all. And so if that means that, you know, whoever's um, uh, teaching the next hottest way to grow kind of stuff, I pay attention, sure. But I'm not chasing that anymore. You know, it, it's so freeing to just sit here and talk to you guys and share what I want to share and how I want to help and how I want to change the world. And yes, do I want to put together programs and, and things to really be able to get a little bit closer to you guys and, and actually have my own business? Absolutely. But I don't believe it has to be at the cost of me faking it and not, you know, putting myself out there and um, having to beg for followers or attention. I'm not saying that that's what everybody is doing, but that's just something that I see sometimes. It's just like, you know, some of the courses and things that I've, you know, gone through um, in years past, it's been like, it's just been like, yeah, I can't, um, I can't bring myself to do that. I can't bring myself to um, be something I'm not. Honestly, it's just uh, something that I, I realized very slowly, <laughs> but, you know, uh, better late than never, that being me really is just going to be the best way and that I have to really just put on my tunnel vision when it comes to me and my growth and what I want to do with this business and what I want to share and how I want to help. So. Yeah, that, that's all I got for you guys. Um, I just really felt like it would be great to um, share, you know, again, my gratitude exercises and the things that I'm grateful for. And I hope whenever you can, um, wherever you are on this Christmas Eve, that you do the same and that you really just take a moment to yourself to just no matter what position you're in, no matter how bleak sometimes life might feel, just stop, take a breath and realize that that breath and that the body that you're in and everything that you're doing, um, it is always something to be grateful for. Um, because not every day, every breath, every movement is promised. So with that... I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas or Happy Holiday and whatever um, you are deciding to do, whether that's with your family or just hanging out at home. Um, be safe, uh, be loved, and be rested. Um, take this time to really just rest and recharge and reflect on all the things that we have to be grateful for as we move forward into this new year. And yes, there will be a New Year's Eve, ep New Year's Eve episode. Um, I really want to sit and just reflect on the year. I'm sure we are all 
kind of like, you know, I think I'm ready for this year to be over. Um, it's been a hell of a roller coaster, so um, looking forward to doing that with you guys. But until then, again, Merry Christmas, and we'll catch you next week.